So you're thinking about becoming a traveler. You're thinking about maybe getting back into traveling after maybe taking some time on permanent. Maybe you're maybe you're just thinking about changing companies. No matter what, somehow you got to get the word out on the street, so to speak, that you're available. You can go back to your current companies, but let's just say you're not happy with your current company. So how is it that you find out and get new information from new companies without putting your name into that hat, in which we call leads in our industry, in every industry really, and become annihilated with phone calls, text, emails, you name it. We're going to talk about lead sources and, and traveler leads in general today, because I think it's time we had an honest conversation about you know, what that looks like from an agency standpoint. You guys should know. And we're going to talk about it on this week's episode of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome, everyone. Sorry about the hiatus. Been a couple, uh, well, it's not a couple weeks, but it's been longer than my weekly uh, normal time. Just getting incredibly busy. I'm trying to work out a schedule where, uh, as you can tell, I'm doing this from my home. I, I was doing some in the office, but I just there's just no way anymore. So I brought everything home, and then I'm having trouble getting this stuff done in a timely manner at home. So I'm going to do better. I'm going to do much better for you guys. And I really appreciate it. We've had a huge number of subscriptions, uh, increases to both, I mean, almost every podcast platform. A couple are really going through the roof with a bunch of people. So they, you guys must really like those platforms. I may have to check those out because I don't listen to it on those platforms. But um, there's some compelling reasons why I do. And I have been, by the way, starting to listen to a lot more podcasts because it's uh, it's been just, you know, driving your car and listening to music on the way to and from work. It's, you know, it's good stuff to learn so i've been really enjoying that and of course i've been trying to figure out how to make travel evolved a little bit better more engaging for the listener so uh, and again i try not to listen to myself i'd rather listen to other people and get good tips than try to hear myself because it's really tough if you ever recorded yourself i don't care if you're a musician or something along those lines it's really hard to listen to yourself you see every nuance every bad habit ugh, ugh, it just drives you nuts but also the uh, youtube obviously youtube is going through the roof um, I'm about, I'm over one third of the way to a goal I originally had set uh, as far as number of subscriptions for that. So I really appreciate that. And I really do appreciate it. Looks like the last couple of weeks, people have really been telling a lot of their friends about what we're doing and it really, you know, turned some people on to travel evolved in one media or another. So very, very grateful. Um, and for that reason, feeling a little guilty that I wasn't able to get, you know, something out within that six day time frame that I really promised I was going to do. So broken promise by yours truly. I'll do better. Okay, today, I want to talk about traveler leads. This is something that, 
Well, you'd think it's kind of going away because we're going to talk about some sources where I think it absolutely is going away. It's also increasing in other areas. The fact is that agencies have to find new meat somehow. So we figure out ways to find new meat, whether it's clever and it feels like we're throwing a, a hook into a, a, you know, a baited hook into the water and pulling you in that way, or flat out going out and buying you. There are so many different ways that agencies get a hold of your contact information. And whether you're innocently giving it to them or not, trust me, it gets, it gets I guess, thrown across the whole line of, of different things. So I want to talk about all those today. So I just think it's important you guys understand how it is that we find you. So you guys can be better prepared to whether or not you're interested in being you know, found, so to speak, that way. So like I said in the intro, there's a whole bunch of people lately, last year or two, let's say last couple of years, that are getting into traveling. They've never traveled before. Some, some, I mean, more common than not, it's a, it's a career healthcare professional who all of a sudden has said, man, these guys are making a lot of money out there. And that's really common. And understandable too, by the way. So we've seen that. And all of you guys that have been with me through different things for a long time know that that's the truth. I mean, it just comes a point where you're like, what am I doing? I mean, everybody else that's coming into my facility is literally making two, three, four times as much money as I am. And this is crazy, you know? So it's really wild to watch what's going to happen to these corporations of, of healthcare systems. And obviously, you guys know, and we've said it very clearly, these are money-making machines. They're some of the strongest, most, uh, I guess, financially sound organizations in our country, healthcare systems. They make a lot of money off of the general public. And that's, you know, like all businesses, that's what their goal is to do. So it's really interesting to watch how staffing and staffing facilities with these really incredibly high bill rates is troublesome for them. I mean, none of us really want them to go out of business. Obviously, um, as a as a CEO of a staffing agency, I certainly don't want that. As traveling healthcare professionals, you guys don't want them. The more that go out of business, or the more that have to, you know, change their scope of work, it, it could be less opportunity for you. So I don't think that's really happening. What's surprising, I think, in the last couple of years, and we all know that there was a lot of money that was handed to facilities through the government. There was programs, and, and again, I don't want to get political, but there was obviously some, some things that hospitals could do to, to increase their support, if you will, from both uh, state, federal, government. A lot of that's going away now, but I you know, could, could come back again. We are, like I said you know, in last week's episode, we are in for a change, one way, shape, or form. I don't care, like I said, where you stand on whatever the hell is dividing us, which I don't really understand why it is, but wherever you stand... I think it's pretty honest to have a conversation with yourself that says this is going to change. What we are dealing with when I release this episode more than likely will not be what we're dealing with in six months. Who knows? It could be worse. It could be better. But the status quo, as we say, cannot stay exactly where it is. Didn't turn my phone up, but I think we'll be okay. Hopefully. That's, that's, that's a, I think, a legitimate thing. I, mean, I don't know if I'm right. I'm not 100% sure I'm right. But I, I just don't see how possibly, based on last week's discussion, that we can continue down this path without there being some sort of of difficulty for the general public to get the health care that they need. And the last time I looked, the United States of America, that's not going to fly. So something's going to have to change um, in order for us to be able to continue to provide service to those of us that uh, are in the general public. And, and you guys are too. Obviously, you can get sick as well. So, all right, I'm on my soapbox, but 
bottom line is that there are a lot of people that have gotten into traveling because you almost can't look at this and say, what am I doing? If you have the ability, you're an empty nester, or maybe you're not an empty nester, or maybe you, you have the ability one way, shape, or form, whether you're mid-career or early career or late career, to be able to jump into tra travel, a lot of folks are doing that. So a lot of them will innocently and maybe ignorantly, I like to use both those words kind of together, will throw their name into... A, a different bunch of varieties of places that we're going to talk about today. And unfortunately, a lot of new travelers have no idea the sharks that we all are as agencies that will go out there and just decimate your voicemail, decimate your texting, your email, relentless kind of kind of uh, shot, because I think most agencies believe that you got to get it now. I know there's some agencies like to wait a couple of months till the dust kind of settles and then go after you. But we also know the you know the the early bird gets the worm so to speak. So those that that get a brand new traveler, especially those that I'm talking about, that have a lot of experience, that just haven't traveled, but a lot of you know years on in the in the field, those folks are highly sought after. And once you get them with a company, and it, sometimes it's it's hard for people to switch companies. We are seeing that quite a bit now, though. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Pay rates for each agency's particular package that they're offering does tend to drive. I think a lot of the supply and demand to that agency. So uh, it's, not, it's wild. I've said before, I believe that the bigger the bill rate, the more a margin for an agency can be hidden. And I still will stand by that. I can prove it again today. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how what used to be normal 26% agency margins kind of, you know, across the board with what I'm talking about, the mom and pop lifestyle type uh, agency where most millionaires are being made in our industry it it's amazing how that figure has jumped up into the 30 percentile and then some because you can hide it more and innocently you guys are like well look i'm making and especially people are talking about i'm making two three times what i was making as a staff you know healthcare professional so i don't care i'm just happy i'm making it. it's not until they start talking which you guys all know agencies frown on wink wink why do you think that you guys don't realize if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal so, um, again, I know I make a lot of enemies by saying this, but you guys should be talking. I hope you are. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, if I go buy a car, I always use the car thing. If I go buy a car, you know, and, I'm, and my neighbor's got the exact same one, and that's why I liked it, and I would say, I want to go get one too, keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. I'm going to ask, we got a good deal. Why would I go to an, a dealership that charges me more for the same vehicle? So why would you guys go to work for an agency that pays you less? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But and anyway... How do you, um, I guess let's talk about how how people go out and, and put their stuff in. So there's a whole bunch of different avenues. But, you know, obviously one of the more common ones I'm seeing right now, we're going to come back to this a little bit, is in fact social media. There's a lot of people that are just innocently going on to social media, primarily Facebook, because that's where the best two-way communication, I guess, kind of seems to be. Is And they're saying, hey, I'm new. Can someone give me referrals, references? this one, I think it used to drive me more nuts than it does now. And I think the reason being is that there was only a handful of companies that were really heavily involved in social media. I'm talking three, four years ago. And a few of them had done a really good job. My hat's off to them on becoming the social media agency. I had one of them. And so a lot of folks would be saying, would, would be, would say a lot of things positively about the agency that they knew. And because it was, it was great and it worked really well. What I'm noticing the last couple of years is that some of those agencies are not as prevalent because I guess the, 
the, the, the clouds parted to show the true sky and people seem to be now saying, hey, I, you know, great people, everything's fine, but, you know, lovely recruiter. However, it's two, three hundred dollars less a week than what I found from XYZ company. So it's bothering me less and less, but I think that's the main principle. What it used to drive me nuts was a blind reference. Somebody goes out there, and again, we don't know if it was really truly someone asking or it could have been a recruiter, recruiter's husband, recruiter's wife posing so they could get that message out. I know that happened, and to think it didn't would be naive. People would post to push themselves up in the rankings of things. There was a lot of people, still are by the way, that moderate own groups on Facebook that are very, very partial to one or two or three agencies. And I mean, that's their, that's their right, right? Obviously they've worked for them. They may like them. They're not going to, you know, they may, they may toot their own horn on the company they've worked for. That's, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's what we do in the United States. But I would also say be careful because they don't really have a good opinion of what other things are like out there. If you're a traveler, you can only work for so many companies a year. Last time I checked, maybe four, unless you get fired a lot, which hopefully you don't. So what you're asking for is for someone to give you an opinion and the one thing I've noticed that I see pretty heavily from travelers themselves is a lot of you guys are saying, stop doing this. You're going to throw things out there and you're literally going to get the phone book and you're going to get one person's opinion, which may be incredibly different than your experience because personality between you and that agency, personality between you and that recruiter, you may not want to make a lot of money. Maybe we have a certain need where you want to stay close to home. Maybe you like, you know, warm weather, uh, high let me make sure you have this right. High supply, less demand, or, or moderate demand, but high supply, so you're not chasing the dollars. Maybe that's completely different than what someone else is looking for. So you got to be really careful with throwing things out there like that. There are a ton of new agencies uh, in the marketplace right now, and it's interesting because the whole dichotomy of this problem that we're talking about today is that a lot of people want to hear from a lot of different companies. That's a fact. That's true. That's an honest statement. If you're looking for a company or an agency to either start with, return to, or maybe make a change to, it's a fairest thing for me to say that you guys do, in fact, at that particular moment, want to hear from multiple agencies. There's a limit to each one of your ceiling, if you will, on how many agencies you want to hear. Agencies don't know that. They don't know what that limit is, so they go crazy on you. But the fact is, it's kind of like, I want it, but I don't want all that. So the biggest thing I heard when I was talking to a lot of travelers a few years ago, and, and I asked this question very poignantly, I really want to know the answer to this was, is that, well, how do you find an agency? If you, if you can't just go out there and ask people's opinion, you can throw your name in the hat and you can, just, you can talk to some people. But that was really the answer I got that was the most, makes the most sense. And I'll refer to this again later, is that you just got to do a lot of research. More research, the better off you're going to be, in my opinion. But the answer was kind of funny because it was, well, I want to talk to an agency, but on my terms. I, I want to find an agency, but I don't want to have everybody call me. And it's, it's almost an impossible situation. The biggest complaint I hear from travelers on a daily basis is that I get just annihilated by calls when, I don't want, when, I, when I'm happy with my current company or I'm starting an assignment or mid-assignment. And like I've said on Travel Evolved many, many times, that's the age-old way that this industry works. It is... It is Smile and dial, and it's not, and I say smile and dial because it's not dial anymore. It's smile and post, smile and interact, smile and text, smile and email, smile and dial. It's everything. But that is, in fact, what a recruiter's job is. I don't care if you're getting crazy referrals from all your current travelers, which, you know, hopefully you are if you're a good recruiter. You still oftentimes have to go out and try to find new meat. You guys are the meat, by the way. So 
you're going to do something to get that response. And that's that that's that smile and dial mentality. And it sucks for agencies too. Trust me, if you're a recruiter out there, you know how bad that sucks. Your day is long all day long, especially at the very beginning when you don't have the reputation, you don't have the wherewithal, you don't even know what you're really doing. It is a long day. That's why, by the way, most recruiters don't make it. I don't think our industry is unique in that most industries in sales, and that's what recruiters are, and make no mistake, as I've said many times before, salespeople don't typically make it. More than half of salespeople don't make it because they either aren't good, they're in the wrong industry. Maybe they've been in great sales before, a great salesperson before, but not in this, whatever field it is. I don't care if you're selling copiers or you're selling cars or you're recruiting travelers. You may not be as good as you think, and it's harder than you think almost always. They have their own learning curve, as you guys do as well. So it's harder. So, you know, they, they, at some point you have to go through that process. A lot of recruiters say, mm, I think I'm done. I think I'm good. If they aren't super lucky, successful, and have that unique gift to be able to get people attracted back to them, they're not going to make it. And they're going to say, I think I'm going to go do something else. There is a high revolving door in our, our industry with recruiters. You, you'll know. If you're talking to a company, you've had that same recruiter there for a long time, and most people have been there for a while, that's probably a company that at least that takes care of their recruiting team well. If you're dealing with a company that has a revolving door, and again, unfortunately, in our industry, it just is, it's just natural that the bigger your company is, the more revolving door you're going to have. It's hard to keep that mom and pop feel as you grow and get bigger. That, that tends to tell you that they have a churn and burn, and it, you know, it, is, it is our industry. So anyway, I'm kind of I'm like way off, off script. But the fact is you guys want the variety of the, the recruiting experience. You want the variety of the agency, but you don't really want the hassle, for lack of a better word. That's, I think, what's so wild about our industry is that you guys control it, by the way. You guys are in charge. Make no mistake. Most of you know that. Most of you are empowered to feel that way because you know what it's like when you do, in fact, get your name out there if you do it yourself. And you start to throw, you know, I kind of want context from people. You know how we all just jump through hoops to get to you. That should feel good because that's how you are the, you are the demand. You are exactly what we're looking for. And I've said that time and time again. I think you guys should make us earn it a little more. I think sometimes laziness comes into play. It's hard to switch an agency if you're kind of happy. They kind of have the insurance you want. They're paying me okay. It's not the top. It's certainly not the bottom. I mean, that's, that's just kind of human nature, right? It's almost like having a cable company, for lack of a better word. I know my rates are going up. In your case, your rates are going down. But it's just too much of a hassle for me to switch companies or to call and be on hold forever and deal with that. I think that's a legitimate thing to say with, with travelers. That's not to say anything bad of you. That's just, I mean, I'm, I just mentioned something that I am very like that in. I'm constantly going, God, I'm paying a lot of money for stuff I don't really need. But boy, I don't feel like calling my local cable company and negotiating with them or switching. It's a pain. So I, I understand that mentality. I think it's really probably one of the main reasons why people just say, I'll just stick with my, my one company. But hopefully if you are travel evolved, trained, and you've been listening to me, you'll understand how easy it is to go to a new company and find a lot more pay and keep doing that almost every time. This is your career, as I've said before. You know, if, you, if I was being compensated my entire life revolved around my cable company, <laughs> I think I'd, I would be willing to make those phone calls on a daily basis, certainly every 13 weeks. And that's what I kind of want to get you guys to start thinking about is that it's, it is tough for those of you, by the way, I should qualify that, that are in that realm where it's like, eh, it's just kind of, it's easier. For those of you that are in that realm, I think kind of 
hang, you know, come on, as they say, wake up a little bit. It's, it is, this is your, the most important part of being a traveling healthcare professional is, in my opinion, your compensation. And if it isn't obvious right now, which by the way, it does seem to be really obvious to most people. I don't know when it ever will be. So I guess lastly on this kind of topic, I want to say is that I am very proud of you guys. And I think the world in which we were thrust in the last couple of years has really opened a lot of travelers' eyes in the fact that, boy, there is just a huge disparagement of pay packages from agencies for the exact same job. I was talking to somebody just today, and I even said, if I'm not paying enough, how can I possibly, if, I, if someone else is paying more than me, how would I possibly expect to have you continue to work for me? That's a pretty honest statement, right? Well, but I, you know, I like what you're doing. I like you. Great. But you know what? If I'm not paying you enough, and someone's paying you more, it would be crazy of me to think that you would stay with me because I'm a great guy or because you like the color of our logo or whatever it is. It doesn't make sense. You guys are waking up to that, and I don't think it's just what I'm doing. It just seems to be that with the huge amount of packages, so to speak, uh, pay packages that are available out there from for every company from the same position, it's becoming very obvious as our world is getting smaller. I'm talking social media technology that you guys can see the hell am I doing with this company when this company's paying me more? And I, I do love that part. And I'm going to complain about it less because it feels to me, whether it's true or not, that a lot of travelers are waking up. We got another bunch of new blood travelers that are coming in that are waking up the travelers that kind of were asleep. Maybe I don't know, but I am seeing pay, pay, pay becoming the biggest topic of conversations on social media where before it wasn't, it was, they, they sent me a hoodie with their logo and their website slapped all over. I mean, honestly, that's where we've come. We've, we've evolved thank goodness, that much in just a couple of years. And uh, to me, that's super exciting. All right, let's, let's jump into a couple of examples I'm going to talk about. Um, this one kind of is dying, but you guys may or may not realize that there is a lot of, it used to be primarily web-driven. And let's talk about the web-driven for the start with. There was a lot of what I call lead generation websites, companies out there that were figuring out a way to say, hey, I kind of want a piece of this pie too. I think I, we could figure out how to charge agencies if we were able to get travelers to come to our website get all their information and we could we could then basically quote unquote sell this for lack of a better word to agencies out there who would be interested in getting that information we can qualify it some way some of these sites so I, I, let me before i explain that so travelers would it was primarily i think based mostly on nursing to start with but there's pretty much every allied professional as well now has these areas they're dying down by the way but you would go on put your name in there your contact information, and then you'd literally hit submit and your phone would start ringing that second. It was insane almost every time. And by the way, this is what most of my career I dealt with. By the time you would get that lead, the person had turned their phone off. It was that bad. And those of you out there that know what I'm talking about, remember if you ever did that, if you ever put your name into a, a catch-all website or a group that would offer to give this out to certain companies, and we'll qualify this in a second, you know that you were like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I'm just getting messy. I can't even talk to anybody, getting messages, messages, messages. But it was kind of a necessary evil. A lot of these companies would limit. I think, you know, obviously their their whole idea was to not was to get you to keep submitting so they could keep selling these leads. And if you got annihilated and was upset, then they would they would they would lose business. So a lot of them were smartly said, we're only going to give this out to ten people, twenty people, thirty people. I don't know what their all the rules are. And that was smart of them because it, it eliminated the huge, I guess, bombardment, if you will, of people calling you. But it still was more than most travelers who had never done this were expecting. I mean, it was tough. I will be honest and told you that I used to put a post, a, a fake 
traveler out there, I used to train travelers, I'm sorry, recruiters. And the idea was I wanted them to hear what these messages were like because they were just all over the place. You know, as a sales career sales guy, I'm like, listen to how terrible these messages are. Are any of these returnable calls? I and mean, most of them were not. And, um, you know, I'm giving some of my competition some some uh, tricks out there. But the fact is, is that you got to separate yourself. If you're a recruiter out there listening to this and you are making phone calls, for crying out loud, do something to separate you and your company from the other 30 phone calls that, that these travelers are hearing. I mean, it's just sales 101. You got you got to you got to differentiate yourself. So, there's my tip for my competition out there. If you're in that smiling valley mode, holy cow, man, do something different. The problem is there's nothing you do that's really different, okay, than everybody else. So, there's where the there's where it becomes a little bit more challenging for you. Anyway, these 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 I guess lead websites, what they would do is they would turn around and charge Agencies, I remember my average amount was a couple grand a month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you've got one source that was costing you $24,000, you know, maybe $26,000 a year. How many of those sources did you need? Because not every traveler is going to them. Certainly, vet, you know, veteran savvy travelers weren't. You'd get the newbie, mostly, or the people that were really, really upset with their current company and needed a job now. And all of us did it. And um, I think all of us did it shamefully because, you know, it, it was what it was. And but the fact was, you guys that were registering for these companies, and there's still some out there, you guys were at least told, hey, this is going to be given to agencies. So it wasn't, you know, anything that was hidden behind cloak and dagger. It just is, you know, one of those weird things that I think a lot of us, almost all of us did. If, you, if you've been an agency that's been around for 10 plus years, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been a recruiter, I'm sorry, yeah, recruiter has been around for that many years, you would get a lot of your daily must contact, and it used to be calls, from lists just like these that were that your company had paid a ton of money. And most people in my position would be would check to make sure that those people were being contacted. And, you know, you'd sit there and you'd walk through the bullpen and you'd hear these, you know, ah, it's John with XYZ Company. Yeah, we've got some great jobs for you. Call us. And, you know, you just roll your eyes going, yeah, okay, that person's not going to make it. So I just wasted time, salary, training, benefits, commission, what little there probably would be from that traveler or that recruiter on somebody that's not going to make it. You just knew. But I will say these things are kind of becoming a thing of the past. Um, there's not that many of them out there. There's a couple, and I think they're probably struggling. Most travelers nowadays are saying, I don't really want to have the phone book thrown at me if I'm trying to get my information out there. So unfortunately, I think fewer and fewer travelers are doing that. I think people recognize that it's just going to be, you know, you're going to turn on being sold. And who knows how often that name's going to be sold. Just because they're only giving it to 20 people right now, doesn't mean they're not going to give it to 200 people a year and a half, two years from now in a different, you know, context. So it's, it's, it's tough. These are tough sites. However, I want to, again, I'm not trying to make any enemies out there. They do the job. I mean, if you are looking to have companies call you and you are looking for some change and some diversification, or if you're new and you want to get some different tastes of what companies are like, this, these kinds of websites do in fact work. I mean, they get you what they, they are as advertised, so to speak. And as I always like to say, it's as advertised. It just means you've got to, you've got to be able to field those calls and do some work on your own. So uh, I will defend those that still have those out there and say, it works. You're going to get contacted by companies and you're going to potentially find a new marriage with that company that you may feel works out. Just be prepared that it's, it is, you are giving your information that's going to basically be sold currently, potentially down the road to a whole bunch of companies. It just is what it is. I hate that. I hate that phrase is what it is, what it is but it's become such a mainstay in our, our vocabulary. I can't get away from saying it because it just comes up 
and is appropriate so often, especially when I'm doing these things. So just know when I say that word, I just can't stand it coming out of my mouth, but it does anyway. All right, social media, I want to get back on that because I kind of am all over the place. This stuff is varied. Obviously, there are companies, almost all of us do, we pay to have ads put out on social media to everything nowadays. I don't care, you know, from back in the day when Pinterest was, you know, a new thing to, you know, obviously Facebook for a lot of our agencies has become a very big part of doing this. I mean, episode, I think number two was social, you know, the social media paradox. I mean, it, you have to be out there. If you're wanting to have presence, you've got to do it one way, shape or form or another. And it's done all differently, whether it's a paid ad or you're paying recruiters to literally, you know, make up memes to get out there to show your job in this XYZ city paying this amount if they're going to be willing to give it to you. It's still going on. There. They're still fishing to try to hook you to get you to, to call and say, oh, I like that job. I mean, it's still part of it. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I'm trying, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, LinkedIn, um, Snapchat even. I mean, all of these social medias nowadays, everybody's putting something out there to go fishing for you. So it's not a lot different. The money is still being spent, still being spent from hopefully what's an operating expense and not a cost of goods sold, and that depends upon the company. But money is still being spent and generated to attract you to pick up the phone, to pick up your, to text, to call, to email, to follow, to share, to like, whatever you want to call it, in order to be able to try to get a base in which they can then turn around. We, I shouldn't say they, we can turn around and sell you on. That's just the simple fact. So social media is, um, it's nuts. Now, what I don't like about social media from a traveler standpoint is I honestly believe it's very untrustworthy. And and again, I, I, I post social media stuff. You guys have probably seen my stuff out there. Well, you haven't seen it because I know you wouldn't know it's me from a company, but you guys do know I, I post stuff out there for this group and it does work, but it's pretty transparent. But I am trying to get you to listen. I am trying to get you to share this with your friends. I think my, my motivation is a lot different than that. It's not financially driven, but... For my company, we we do stuff on there. We've got to get brand recognition, got to get name recognition. We are working on on those sorts of things. So most companies do. I think some of the big big guys, you'll notice, aren't. They don't have to. I think our industry's moved, and I'm just gonna go off for a second. The big big guys, I'm talking about the big three. I always call them. They tend to have enough business, especially with new people, that they've got their phones ringing and their emails ring, you know, going off the hook all all day long. I think their challenge is convincing veteran travelers to, to stay with them or to come back to them when their pay packages seem to be lower than everybody else's. But if you'll notice, it's almost like the bigger the company, the less the social media presence is right now. So there's something to be said about that, which means a lot of them are not spending money just for brand awareness or top of mind awareness or TOMA, as they call it in the advertising world, where it is when you think of going to work for a new company, these are the five companies that come to mind. That's what top of mind awareness is. You don't actually look in the phone book. You just go, I know this, 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 and this. And you pick up the phone and call them. That's what they're, that's what a lot of advertising is generated at doing. Not to have you go, wow, what a great meme I saw. That was so wonderful and colorful. And that model on it was so wonderful and had just such a bright smile. I'm going to pick up the phone and call it agency because it must be great. That's really not what we're doing. It is about top of mind awareness for the social media I'm talking about. Now, there's the other kind, which is the directive, which means I am putting something on social media to instantly get you to call or respond to primarily a job posting in which I'm doing. I want to throw something out there to have people contact me directly through instant messenger 
or if I leave my phone number to call me in order to have an action that is I want to get a response. There's not a lot different between that and the websites we were talking about a few minutes ago, except for that it's just going to that agency. So just be really careful because, like I said, they can be untrustworthy. I, I can't sit here and validate this, but I do know in the past when I was more, I guess, hands-on with this stuff, there was a lot of jobs out there that we were seeing posted that were just complete you know, baloney. There was nothing legitimate about them. There was a super high pay rate. It was back when things were a little more level, so to speak. There wasn't this sort of thing. So you would see something like, no way. And all of a sudden, hey, we've got that job. You'd look it up and there's like, there's no way they're paying that. And it was turned out we would validate that quite frequently, a lot of travelers. They would call and it's like, oh, only if you do 48 hours. Or it was actually gross and you know they, they looked like it was said net or who knows what. There was a lot of different reasons why these jobs were being thrown out there that weren't necessarily viable. So, you know, it is tough. I still think in social media, when we talk about what I said earlier, and I'm just going to make this point one last time, when you ask for a referral or you ask somebody, what's a great company to work for? Who's my best recruiter? Don't don't ask it in that voice, by the way. That's the, the dentist voice from Rudolph Herman. Don't, do, don't be Herman. When you do that, you're going to get the phone, but you're going to get such a variety of, of options that it's going gonna, it's gonna to do you no good. And all it really does is give people a chance to thump their chest and say, hey, I, you know, and maybe they'll get a referral, who knows, or you get recruiters in there posting and posing as travelers. And that is incredibly common still to this day, you guys. You need to understand that when you read something. Go check that profile out. And you'll find out it was created a year and a half ago and, and it's stock footage and of photos and you name it. It's not really a traveler. It's probably someone that's working for that company or is that, in fact, recruiter that even asked the question. Smarten up on that stuff. You guys don't just believe what you read all the time out there. But again, if, you, if you're if you seeing repeated, this company works. I, I mean, I, I can't sit here in this episode and tell you not to call a company that you repeatedly are still saying, hearing good things about or a recruiter that you repeatedly hear good things about. You should get, that should make your list, in my opinion, of the companies in which you're going to call. I, I think that if nothing else in this episode, one of the things I want to get across is, I think you should be willing to do some of the work. If I didn't kind of mention that earlier when I was talking about, you know, this is your career and you should be spending as much time on this as you possibly can. I hope I made the point right now. I do think the whole idea is if you are looking to start a travel career, reinvigorate it, maybe move on past a different company, just be ready that you should be willing to make some effort to start to shop around you, the commodity, to find out what is the most valuable thing I can get for me. I mean, it's it's you're in the dating pool right now. You are looking for a suitor that is worthy of you. And you don't want to just leave it as, okay, I'll just settle for this one. I used to love those settler commercials, but people would talk about, well, he's settling. Because it was really, to me, it was really funny and totally appropriate. So um, the last thing I want to talk about on social media, especially when you're just going out there throwing out, looking for an agency, is that it's very recruiter specific. And you'll hear that from a lot of savvy travelers that will tell you, you know, don't just ask about a company get a recruiter that you like. I, I do personally think that is a better alternative than just saying which company is good because every company has really good and every company has really poor recruiters that work for them. It's just, there are really hardworking, good people that work in our workforce in, in the world and there are people that aren't so great. And that's there's no difference between that and the rest of the, our, with our industry and everybody else's. You're going to get a huge variety. Now, hopefully the better I guess, manage the company is, the more they're hands-on and, and are kicking the, the dead weight of the bad you know people, so to speak, out of their company. But it's, it's oftentimes hard. I will tell you from 
my standpoint, it is unless you're going to be monitoring phone calls all the time, it is really oftentimes difficult to know if someone's being ethical on a recruiting level, if they're telling you the truth, if they're good, they're bad. It's it's just unless you're going to monitor that, it's hard. You basically monitor it, most of us do, by performance. The more people they have working for them, typically that kind of means the better that they are. It could also mean, I've had it happen to me before, that they're just, <laughs> it's only temporary because all of a sudden the, card, the house of cards falls apart because they've been misleading people and all of a sudden it shows itself. But for someone that's been there for a long time, has a lot of people that work for them, again, on, on Travel Evolved, I'm going to tell you that I think that's a pretty good person to potentially you know hit your wagon to because there's history there. Now, the problem is going to be is that you may or may not, that person may not have enough time for you which you have to be careful as well. I can't, but I've got this person or someone else from our company can handle it. That's where you could be like, uh, okay, let me see if I can go find somebody else that someone recommends. It's just the way I would do it. All right, let's move on to some other stuff here because I, I don't want this episode to be too too terribly long because I do want to get it released and have it edited by the team so I get it out there. I want to talk about agency purchase databases. Still big. I mean, again, I've actually listened to people talk about how I would never go out there and you know, deal with one of those lead generation websites, yet that same company would go out and have no problem purchasing a database from another company or a company that's gone out of business or a company that's that's shifting or evolving or just make who knows what. But that still exists. So understand that five years ago, if you were on one of these lead generation sites, there's a chance your name is getting thrown all over the place. You could say, God, I haven't, I haven't, you know, registered with a company for five years. Why is all of a sudden a new company getting a hold of me? If you haven't, that is probably why. Or there's thievery in our industry. I'll throw that out to you right now. I know that people have tried to steal my database before. I'm talking about internally. Most of us have the the our, our database management systems are, are such that it's impossible anymore to be able to steal that and, and, and print out or do whatever. But back in the day, and I call it, I think that was a Tuesday, the day was, it was pretty common. You, you would have to really be careful. And I had IT people that would say, hey, there's an alarms went up that you actually had. I've had people try to steal my database internally or make copies of every you know, certain specialty that was maybe in high demand before they quit or walked away or were being suited by somebody else. And I've had companies call me before and actually say, hey, I've got one of your own recruiters here and they actually were trying to sell me some of your stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I had to go after some people and threaten them and do kinds of stuff. But it still exists. Leads and database purchases are still in the industry. And don't think for a minute that they're not. It is a great way for a company to acquire an asset and to instantly double, triple, who knows, maybe add 20%, even something that small, to their database of people that they didn't have before. It, there's value to that. So I find it hypocritical that some people will say, oh, I can't believe that people do that. They turn around, they do it themselves. So that is real. So when you guys are, I don't care if you're giving your information to a recruiter and, and it's just one-on-one, -on -one, don't be surprised if a couple of years later, some company out of the blue is calling you and you're like, how would you get a hold of my information? You know, and I don't think it's because you're calling the State Board of Nursing, for example, and getting my information that way. This probably came from some sort of an asset purchase from a company where all of a sudden you're, you're now, you've been sold again and the company spent money to get your, get your lead. It's, I mean, I, it, it happens. I promise you, I could name names, but I take the high road and stuff like that. So know that that exists. It is, it is real and people are purchasing you know databases from companies all over the place even and some of these places some of these these websites i mentioned that went out of business that no longer have this sort of thing trust me there's still probably ways for them to be able to sell some of these names to still make some money it's just hard to say so um i want to talk again and jump back i'm a little all over the place today but it's because my 
I'm having one of those really good brain days, I think. Maybe not so good for a podcast and a YouTube channel, but it's been good for me up to now because I've got just a ton of balls in the air, so to speak, right now. But when you talk about job postings, I think you have to really look at them carefully and decide which ones make sense. And I've said before on Travel Evolved, I still think this day and age you have to be really careful and be aware of the crazy high-paying positions. I mean, I have them, we all have them, but typically those are the ones that scare me the most. I don't like it when one of our travelers takes the creme de la creme highest paid position I have in the country for their specialty because I always worry that, hey, five minutes after they get there, they could the hospital go, oh gosh, we don't need anybody and you're going to be the fat that's going to be trimmed like that. It's, it, it just is what it is. So I don't even like them when, when people go to work for me with those ones. So just be really careful of that. When you see a job posting, you got to look at everything. You got to look at, you know, is it net? Is it gross? What? How many hours a week are they talking about? Are they, did they tell me it's 36? Is it 48? Is it 40? I, I don't, you know, again, the, the more information, in my opinion, that they give you, the better decision you can make before you even pick up the phone and call. Because once you call them, now you're on the hook with them. And now you got to, they're going to start asking information and it's kind of the whole thing changes. So... I don't know. It's it's hard to, I guess, hard to hard for me to really kind of say it. So, um, I think today what I want you guys to hear from this is that you should always, in my opinion, again, I, I give my opinion a lot in here, whether you like it or not. But in my opinion, you should always, as a traveler, be looking to improve the representation by which you are employed through. That is a really watered down way of saying you have choices. And I've said it many, many times, us agencies should be earning your business every single day. If there's a problem, it should be getting fixed. We have problems in our industry. I'm not going to tell you to go quit a company because they have an issue. But get it fixed. There's other choices. They can't get something fixed and, you, and it's an issue that's important to you. Tell them it's important. If they still can't fix it, vamoose. See you later. But you should always be looking at improving, in my opinion, the company that you are working through. And that's all we are. You are not working for us. I hate that. Anybody that says, hey, thanks for working for me, that just would make me upset. We work for you guys. And we are the agency in which you are accepting a job that many of us have, if not all of us have, to work through our company so that we're going to be the ones that's billing the hospital weekly. We're going to be the ones that are paying you. There's that margin between what we're paying you and what we're billing that as we get paid six weeks later, Hopefully, it's enough for us to, to make the kind of margin that all of us individually have set, which is why we go back and we we have those margins. If you are brand new with me and you haven't listened to anything I've done, I urge you to go back and listen to some of the things like the pie. Go back and listen to company margins. These are important episodes, and I've got a whole bunch more planned that are going to be really important for you guys. Again, if you're new, and I think I do have a lot of new people that joined me uh, recently, I will tell you that I've got almost 200 episodes planned of Travel Evolved. And obviously, as things come up in our industry, I'm going to throw in new things I've got. That doesn't include the guests that we're having. i got some really cool guests coming up, too, as well. But we've got some cert definitely certain topics that we think are going to continue to, to educate you. So we're going to talk a lot about money, 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 money. It's my biggest one. But I do like to kind of throw some other things out there that are going to kind of help you guys to kind of round out your travel. So it's not always going to be about money, 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 money. Um, it's, it can't be. There's other things to being a traveler besides just money, but maybe it's the most important. I don't know. But you should always be improving or looking to improve the company you're working on. I'm talking financially mainly. So I I think you should be comparing. Someone's really trying to get a hold of me. I think you should be comparing paycheck stubs. No one's going to like me saying that, but you know why they don't like me saying that? Because they don't want you comparing paycheck stubs. If you're proud of what your company is paying, you should have no problem with having your traveler saying, hey, what, what are you making? 
What's your gross? Compare gross because you know you guys may have different deductions. You may have different situations, but compare your gross. I would be. Not a second would go by if I had five people on my unit that were brand new travelers. But hey, what are you making? I want to know. Really, what company you're working for? I want to go work for them or come work for my company because I'm paying more. They're paying more. I think that's important that you guys look at that. You just don't want to settle for subpar pay. And I would also tell you, you don't want to settle for subpar recruiting because uh, there's a lot of that out there. I, I do think to kind of cap this episode out, I said it already. I'm going to say it again. I think one of the best ways for you to answer this question of how do I get a hold of new companies is, in fact, that the way I kind of beat up the most. But hear me out on this. I think it is by asking for referrals. But you don't want to do it in my opinion, through social media or people you don't know, I would talk to people that have traveled. I would see if you can get a conversation going with them, even a telephone call where you can actually talk to someone, ask legitimate questions, find out why it is they're referring this company or this recruiter to you. But I think if you're willing to do the effort and the, and the work, so to speak, I think the payback is going to be humongous. I think you should constantly, like I said, be looking to improve your agency that represents you, but you have to be willing to leave a company that's not, to research, to talk to multiple people at that company, to find out what it is about this company that you like, whether it is pay or other other options that are part of the whole travel game, so to speak. So it's important, but I'll leave you with this last one. I hope it's the money because it seems like if the job is the job and everyone's paying you, everyone has the basically the same insurance, everyone has the basically the same, like, wouldn't it kind of come down to the money eventually? So make us pay you more. Get away from these 30-some percent margins of 30% plus maybe 35% of the, of the money that that agency's billing is not going to you. And you are the ones that are putting your license on the line every day. It just, it's just nuts. But thousands of travelers, thousands of travelers do it every single week. So, guys, as always, I appreciate listening to me. Uh, got some really good episodes coming up. I'm excited about some stuff. And, again, these are planned out. So there's a lot of different feeling and variety to some of these Super excited to have most of you uh, on board and staying with me. And I'm really happy and excited to introduce some new people that have not been with us in the past. Thank you for joining us. And we will catch you guys next week and next time on Travel Evolved.